Okay, good morning everybody. Today's share should be for a Rufushlim family of Yol. Eitim Moshe Chaim ben Esther, the Moshe ben Chava, Zelman Tzvaran, for Eilin Neshama, for Chai Esther, Tila Baska, Rav Giver, Pinchas, Carmel Shai ben Reza, and Sivya Sona Bas Rebbe. Oh, right. Okay, so good morning everybody. We are on the last few lines of Tess Amud Beis. Okay, we spoke about yesterday, we finished about Tefillah Richta, about Hashem, the Pesukim before and Hashkivenu. We are up to now. Uh, let's see how many lines up. About... Mechte, exactly. Third, third word on the line. We are two, four, six, six lines up from the bottom. So the Gemara says, Mechte hai yilaratzon emreifi. So this pasuk that we say by Shimon Esther, yilaratzon emreifi, we say at the very end, mashma lebasof. It's mashma that it should be said at the end of Shimon Esrei, as we do. Umashma, we can also make kara. It can also be seen at the said at the beginning. Let the words that come out of my mouth find favor in your eyes. And it can also be said afterwards. The words that I just said should find favor in your eyes. So it really could be said either before Shemon Esrei or at the end of the Shemon Esrei, which is what we, in fact, we do. So you could also say that whatever I'm about to say should, should be find favor in your eyes. If that's the case, my time, uh, if that's the case, why did the Chachamim, in fact, establish this to be said at the end of Shemona Esrei? Lemur um, Meikara, they could have said it at the beginning, before we start Shemona Esrei, either in place of or along with Hashem's Fasai Siftach, it could have been said at the beginning. Now, the question is kind of weird. What exactly is the question? It could have said before or after. If it could be said after or before, so why, why are they picking on, uh, why are they asking the question? In other words, okay, so it could have been either way. So then the Gemara chose one way. So it's interesting. Oh, so the Tosos Rosh says actually the question is as follows. What's the end of that Pasuk? Hashem Suri Vigo Ali. That should be. That's, um, that should be the. That is the Gulat Fila. Yeah. yeah, so in other words, his question is not just if it could have picked it randomly before or afterwards. Yil Rasonim Refi, Hashem Suri Vigo Ali. So that should be so mechulat fila. That should be before Shemun Esrei. We say Gali Yisrael right before Shemun Esrei, and the last words of this pasuk because Hashem Tzurei Vigali, the proper place really should have been before. That's how the Tosas Rosh answer ask, understands the question. And what we would do with uh, Hashem Tzurei has to be before because Hashem, please open my mouth. Understood, it has right? to be. So either you have two psukim or in place of. But the question is, it wasn't just a 50 percent uh, crapshoot either right. before or after. Meaning, uh, you know, why'd you pick specifically after? The, the question is, if it has the words Go Ali, it should be, it should be uh, before, before Shimon Esrei. So, Amr Rabbi Yehuda Beredu, Rabbi Shimon Ben Pazi, Ho'evlo Amr David, when David wrote his Tehillim, he only said this Pasuk, El Acha Shimon Esrei Parshios. This Pasuk is found, when it says Parshios, it means Mizmorim, meaning Prakim in, in, in Tehillim. This Pasuk, Hashem Tzri Vigo Ali, is found in Parak Yutes. If it's found in Parak Yotas at the very last Pasuk, so it's after 18 Prakim. So they say it after Shemona Esrei. Okay, so that's why they chose it. It, it's, it's, uh, it works out very well. It's in the 19th Parak, at the very, very end of the 19th Mizmor, the 19th Parak. So therefore they said it makes more sense to go ahead and establish it after Shemona Esrei. The Fich, I, I see, I'm looking down because he's making smirks at me, so I'm, I'm trying to avoid eye contact with him. It makes a lot more sense to have... Uh, the, the, the way that the Tosas Rosh understands the question seems more compelling than the answer. So, And therefore, they want to establish it after the 18th bracha. The more it says, 
Hani Shmona Esrei Hatshit Tisha Esrei Havin. Whoa. None of us have to be uh, mathematicians. We know that we don't have actually 18. We have, we have 19. And in fact, so, but this, the question is asking this, is, is not Shmona Esrei. Saying, if you think about it, it's really not after 18, it's after 19. Because when is it coming? At the end of the 19th parak. So it's really at the end of the 19th parak. So it's really not at the end of the 18th barrack, it's at the end of the 19th barrack. So the Gemara says, Ashrei Ha'ish v'lamarak shugayim, the first two prokim in Tehillim, is really Chada Parsha. It's really only one Parsha. Now we go ahead and we, we, uh, we separate them into two Parshios, but really they are considered one Parsha. And therefore it's really after 18 Parshios, at the end of the 18th Parsha, or the end of the 18th parak, and therefore it corroborates. I know everyone's going to ask about the 19th barrack, we'll get there in a second. Dama Rabbi Huda, Beredi Rabbi Shimon, Ben Pazi, the same Manda Amr says it another place. Meya v'shalosh parshios, and this is going to lead us to a fantastic discussion momentarily. Meya v'shalosh parshios, 103 parshios, in this case, Mizmorim of Tehillim, Amar David, v'lo Amar haleluka ad sherah b'ma'palasan shalisharm. You, shalisharm. We know that the word hallelujah, we say all the time in Davin, fine prakim, is from Tehillim. We think of the word hallelujah, we think of David HaMelech. It's synonymous with the famous song, right? It's with, it's with David HaMelech. And yet, the first time he mentions the word hallelujah is in the 103rd or 104th, we'll see in a second, Perak. But when does he say what elicits that response from David, that, that outburst of Shira? Because it says at the end there, in end of Kuf Dalit, 104th Perak, Yitamu Chatam in Aretz, those who sin should cease to exist from the earth. Urisharm od Einam, and there should be no more wicked people. Barachin Afshis Hashem, hallelujah. The Gemara says, is this really Hani Meiv Shalosh? It's Meiv Arbahavian. You're saying it's after the 103rd parak he says this? It's after the 104th parak. It must be, It really must mean that the first two parshas are counted as one. Therefore, by in our case, by the, by the Shimon Esrei, it's, it's at the end of the 18th parak. Therefore, it makes sense to say that the end of Shimon Esrei. And here it's at the end of the 103rd, not the 104th, where David Melech says, where David Amalek says hallelujah for the first time. Now, this is really um, um, amazing. Just to finish the next two lines, we're going to go off a little bit of a tangent. Dhamma Rabbi Shemuel Barachmeini. Here we have a different person who, who corroborates what Rabbi Huda Ben Pazi says. Rabbi Shimon Ben Pazi says, Barachmeini, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, called Parsha Shaisa Chaviv al David, any Parsha of Tehillim, which was very near and dear to David Amalek. Pasach, Babi Ashrei, Visiyam Bab Ashrei. He started. The parak and he ended the parak. The mizmor with the word ashrei, fortunate or happy, is, and it says the chsev ashrei ish v'siim ashrei the chsev ashrei kol chosebo. The first two prokim the fir- begins with ashrei and ends with ashrei, and therefore he considers it one parak. So therefore the first two prokim are really one parak. Therefore, even though it says yulav sonim refi at the end of the nineteenth parak, it's really at the end of the eighteenth parak, and therefore that's why we say at the end of shemon ashrei. And really, even though it says halaluka for the first time by barchinavshi in kuf dalid, it's really. At the end of the 103rd, which in, is in line with what they said, at the end of the 103rd, Dovra Melech used the word Hallelujah for the first time. Now, we see here that there's, there's a big stira. There's definitely mixed signals sent out by, by, the, by the Gemara, by, by the Tanakh. It seems here that Dovra Melech only rejoiced with Hallelujah when he saw the Mapalasan Shel Risham, when he saw the enemies fall, right? Yitamu Chatar Minaris Risham Edonam. How many times a year, how many days a year do we say the full hollow? We know 29 days. The mnemonic is bibetach, bet, bet, tet, chet. The first bet is for two days of Shavuos. Let's skip the middle bet for a second. 
the other time Tess is refers to the nine days of Sukkot, including Shemini Atzeres and Hoshana Rabbah, nine days, and Ches is the eight days of, of Hanukkah. The, the second bet, Bibetach, Gematria, 2298, okay? No, not 29, 2, 2, 20, 21, sorry. 21 days, full, 21 days a year, we say the full, the full uh, Hallel. We don't say the full Hallel on Rosh Chodesh, and six days of Pesach. So the second bet is referring to the beginning of Pesach. Why don't we say Hallel on Shvish or Pesach, on the last days of Pesach? We'll get to Cholomo in a second. Why don't we say it? So there's a very famous Gemara, the Malachi, Ashar, they wanted to say, they wanted to say Hallel on the Shvish or Pesach on the day of Kriyas Yamsuf. The handiwork, my handiwork is drowning in Kriyas Yamsuf. And you want to say Shira? You can't say full halal, so to tone it back a bit, we say chazi halal. And since we say chazi on the last days of Pesach, you can't say cholamoid or full halal because Yantiv is more, more chashiv than cholamoid. So only the first two days. But what do we see from that Gemara Megillah? That when your enemies are falling, it's not a full simcha. So which is it? David HaMelech, this is the question of the Marsha. So I don't understand, I'm confused, he says. Over here, David HaMelech didn't say the word Haluka, which is synonymous with Tehillim, until he saw Ma'apalas on Shayisrael, he saw the enemies begin to fall and flounder and fall off the face of the earth. But when they actually were drowned, the Kosh Baruch says, whoa, 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 tame down your celebration, don't say a full halal. Masayade tovim bayamba temamur So which is it? In fact, it's not just the Machlok between these Gemaras. We see in Mishlei, uh, in Perek, uh, in Perek Chav Dalit, it says, Bin Pol Oivech Al Tismach. When your enemies are falling, don't rejoice too much. Says Shlomo Melech. Shlomo Melech says, if you proclaim early in Perek uh, Yud Aleph, he says, Uvavod Rina. You should be rejoiced, spontaneously, happy, sing, sh- uh, sing songs of joy when your enemies start to get lost, when they start to fall. So Bin Pol Oivech Al Tismach, don't be happy. But then it says Rina. So which is it? Which is it? So in truth, so the Talmud Rabbein Yonah basically tried to answer the question, and the Marshal is bothered by this, and the Rabbein, Talmud Rabbein Yonah answered as follows. It might be that it's, if your feelings are invested in this, if it's your enemies, then don't go ahead and rejoice. If it's objective Rishayim, so Dovra Melech, by Rishayim, you can go ahead and be rejoiced. If they're objective Rishayim, that's one thing. But if it's specifically your enemies, you may not have the right kavanos. You shouldn't necessarily be rejoiced, which would explain the Gemara in Megillah, because it's, it's your, your enemies. Oh, so, yeah, so, but, it, but specifically, they were, because they were enslaved by them, they had a vested, in, they had skin in the game, so to speak. It was a lot of, enochinami they were, they were, but it was, because it was a personal relationship, it's not the same. There's a, a fascinating Gemara, and this is such an amazing... Right, but if they would say it, we would be saying it also. So here, so there's a Gemara in Brachos Daf Daf Chav Ches. Listen to the Gemara here. Tanur Rabbanon Shimon Apakuli his Dishmon Esrei Brachos. Lefnei Rabban Gamliel. I'll say the Biyavnim. Shimon Apakuli was the one who made the 18 Brachos. And when it came time to adding the Bracha of Lemalchinim, Amar Lerabban Gamliel Chachamim Klum Yesh Adam Shirdei L'Sakin Berchas Aminim. Is there no one here from all amongst you who can go ahead and add the Bracha of Lemalchinim? Now that was obviously a very sensitive topic. You're praying for the demise. Of the Malchinim, of the of the bad people. Right? So who got up? Amat Shmuel Hakoton Vitikna. Who was the one that got up? It's a famous riddle. Now you know the answer. Who was the one that was Masak in the Bracha of the Malchinim, the 19th Bracha? Shmuel Hakoton. Why Shmuel Hakoton? I all read. We are in Perak Dalid, Perak Yavos, Perak Yutes. 
שמואל הקטן אומר. Who says? שמואל הקטן. Keep going. בנפול אויביך אל תשמח. Good, thank you. This was made by... Great job, by the way. Years of education. So now... Take home a star. So... It wasn't, Dov, it wasn't Shmuel HaKatan who said this. So Shlomo HaMelech said it. But the Rav used to say, Salvation used to say, Hu Aya Omer. Any time that the Aperkei the, the, says, Hu Aya Omer, doesn't mean he was the origin necessarily of, the, of that statement, but he lived it. He was the embodiment of that statement. He was the personified. That was this compass in life. Shmuel HaKatan would say, Bin Pol Ivech HaTismach. It dafka had to be Shmuel HaKatan who wrote, Vilamalchidim says, Rav Salvechik, because he had the right kavanos. He was sensitive to the matter. His embodiment, his life was, don't rejoice too much, you're the person to write Vilamalshinim. Is that not amazing? That's Rav Salvechik, beautiful. And by the way, if you want to remember, I always like mnemonics. I'm, since I've been born in mnemonics, so this is a weird one, but I promise you'll stick. Diet, the word diet, when we lose weight, Dalit Yotes Shmuel HaKatan. Katan was small, so if you remember, Parak Dalit Yotes, in, in Hebrew, it spells out the word diet, Shmuel HaKatan, he was small because he dieted. <laughs> so now you remember where the source is. Okay. Well, very cool. I like you. I do a lot. Of, You're implying that he was heavy once, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying he, he was born dieting. He was born dieting. Anyway, obviously Katan because he was an Anav, but anyway, but just an easy mnemonic. Again, I said it's weird, but well, take thought, it. I thought against Shmuel HaGadol. <laughs> so now... <clears throat> So, by the way, this is not the only example where you have to look at who's saying it. Such an incredible insight of the Rav. Um, so, it's not the only example. When I discussed this with my son last night, he asked me what I was talking about. So, he offered Ari, my son Ari, uh, offered another couple areas and told me another Marmakomas where, hap- where this is true. In the first Pasuk in Re'e, uh, where, where Moshe tells B'nai Yisrael, Re'e Nisayat of Nechem Ayyom, Baruch HaKlala, why does he use the word Anochi? So the Orachai Makadar says, why would he say Anochi? B'nai Israel knows that it's Moshe talking. Because if you're going to talk about the Baruchos and the Klalos, it had to be someone who was successful in both worlds, in the Gashmi and the Ruchni. Because otherwise, you would say the only reason you're focusing on the, to be, uh, to be a, a Hashem is because you're not successful in, in life. You didn't accomplish anything. So you're hoping in Olam HaEmes, in Olam HaBa, you'll be successful, so you're telling us not to focus here. And if you were telling us to focus on here, because, meaning the, on, on, the, on, the, on the here and now, it's because you, you're afraid that you don't have Olam HaBa. So only Moshe Rabbeinu, who has who was achieved the highest levels in the physical world and in the, and the Gashmi world and the Ruchni world, would, that's why he's saying, Anochi, look at me. We say when someone gives you Musr, he's saying, whoa, whoa, kshot atzmecha. First take care of yourself. But if you can actually see that the person who's giving you the, the, uh, the, the muster lives by it, then you can act, it, it's much more powerful, it hits so much more. Another example he, he showed me was in the beginning of Orchas at Sadiqim. He talks about in the Hakdam, he talks about who says, Sof Dovra Kal Nishma Asklim, Yerobis Musaf Shemor Kizak Hola Adam, Shlomo Melech. And Shlomo Melech, why would he tell us that at the end of the day, no ma- everything else doesn't really matter? What, what matters? and all the wealth that he attained and all the women that he married and the palaces and the treaties that he had. Says you have to fear keep his mitzvot and he says he was the one who ruled basically the, the smartest person he had 
relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and in the world. Ve'ilu adam acher ha'yamazil olam ha'yir ha'shemayim, any other person who had given us this Musr, lo hayu dvarim kubalim olam, because they would have said, ki olam ha'yomrim, they would have said, oh, you're not successful in, in this world, that's why you're telling us to go ahead and focus on there. And if you're telling us to focus on there, because you weren't successful in this world. Shlomo Melech was successful in both, and therefore it had to be him that was telling us this Musr. So the same thing here is, says the Rav, you have to look at who's going ahead and telling, giving you the Musr. Shmuel HaKatan was the right person to give the Brach of Al-Mashinim because he embodied and he lived with the Pasuk of Nepal Vech Al-Tismach. What a beautiful idea. Okay. Next. That's a whole separate question. We'll get there, but that's because the Mitziv says the Halal on Pesach is, there's two types of Halal. We'll get to the, very, we'll get to the Halal. But basically, there's Halal B'Torah Shira and Halal B'Torah Zikaron. Are you doing it to commemorate the Nase? Or are you doing it because it's an actual out spontaneous outburst of Shira. Since the Ramah says, Chaya Adam Laharo says, Atzmo Kiliyotzim Mitzrayim, we have to, the Sephardim walk around with potato sacks. Any Sephardim here? They really reenact at the Seder, they reenact leaving Mitzrayim. So for them, they're actually reenacting it, so it's a spontaneous outburst of Shira on Halal on the Pesach the night. Table. We also say Halal before. So that's a separate, we'll get to, we'll get to Halal, the, the kind of Halal, we'll discuss all of that in due time. Barachal says everything. Okay, so... Now, can we continue. Hanu ben Yoni. There were these certain, they were Jews, but they were, they're boors, they're Amaratsim, they were troublemakers. They lived in the community, in the neighborhood of Rabbi Meir. They used to go ahead and bother Rabbi Meir nonstop. So he wanted to take mercy on them. So he dove into Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Rameir davening about these Beryonim, these troublemakers, that the Hakadosh Baruch Hu should have Rachmim on them, and they should die. So what, what's Pshat that they should die? Because he thought that normally we know that anyone who's really, who, who gets punished in this world saves any schar they have for Olam Ames, Olam Abba. And it was Rachim, he wanted them to keep because they were, by bothering him, they were burning up their, their schar. So he didn't want to, he didn't want them to lose their Olam Haba. So he said, he should die to Kosh that they should, they should die. And not use up all the brownie points and still have some leftover for Olam Haba. So Amrulah Bruria de Bisu, his wife Bruria said to him, My dad, what are you? Why are you davening for them because you, for, to die? Because you think the Pasuk says, the relation here, the connection here is the Pasuk that we saw from Davra Melech. It says, Those who sin should, should leave the earth, should cease from the earth. It doesn't say Chataim. It says Chataim, not Chotim. It doesn't say those who sin should be killed. It said get rid of the Chataim, get rid of the sins. How should you get rid of the sins? You should daven for them to do tshuva. You're misinterpreting the Pasuk. This is Bruria, by the way, just as an aside. Bruria is considered the paradigm for a Tamid Chachama in, in, uh, in all of uh, Shas. She was considered the smartest uh, woman. She was the daughter of Rav Hananya ben Tradion. She was the daughter of one of the ten martyrs. Rav Hananya ben Tradion. She had a very, very sad life. Um, we know what happened to Rav Hanan ben Tradion. He was caught teaching Torah. They wrapped, in order to, to kill him slower, they wrapped uh, Rav Hanan Tzlan, uh, wool uh, doused in, uh, in, in, in water to make it burn slowly. Uh, and they wrapped him in that Torah with the, with the wolves. He died slowly. His mother was also, her mother was also killed by the Romans. She had a sister that was captured and taken by the Romans to work in a brothel. Her, she pleaded with her husband, her mayor. Her mayor saved her before she was defiled, thank God. And then he had two sons. She had two sons, which were also in Ifter. She had a very, very sad life, but she was a brilliant woman. And here we can see that she bested Rabbi Mayer. Rabbi Mayer was no slouch. Rabbi Mayer is the one, any star Mishnah, we pass him like Rabbi Mayer. But his wife, Bruria, 
It's brought down in, in certain uh, midrashim that we actually her halachas are brought down. We actually quote her halachas. So Beria was the uh, the creme de la creme of all the uh, nashim tzedkaniyos and the uh, and the bright women who were who were very learned. Anyway, so she says to the mayor, "You think it says get rid of the sinners? It doesn't say yitamu chotim. It says yitamu chatoim. Let this let's get rid of the sins, and then there'll be no more rishos. Not that you physically have to daven for them to die." But rather, you should, you're reading the Pasuk a little wrong. Don't say, Chotim, those who, who are sinning should be killed or, or should be removed, rather the Chatam itself. And if you don't think I'm right, that you shouldn't daven for them to die, but rather you should daven them to do tshuva, it also says, Shopil is safe for the crown. Go look at the end of that Pasuk. It says, Rishayim Odeinam. There'll be no more Rishos. If you're going to get rid of the Chotim, those are sinners, you're not actually getting rid of Rishos from the world. Because new people will be born who have rishos. How do you do it? You have to daven that Ella boy Go ahead and be daven for them that they should no longer do any averos. They should abolish the yitzhara to do to do rishos or shom odinam. That's how you will go ahead and abolish rishos from the world. Boy So in fact, Rabbi Mayer accepted the words of his of his wife Buria. And the Hajru B'tshuva, they went ahead and did Tshuva. So we're going we're gonna to discuss this in a second, but let's just do one more little piece. Um, actually, we'll get to the next piece afterwards. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So, this Gemara seems to suggest that one can daven for someone else to do Tshuva. Is that such an obvious point? Can I daven for a person B, for Ruven to do Tshuva? It's a big enough Chiddush that we can daven for ourselves to do Tshuva. Why? What do we say? Hakobi de Shemayim, Chutz, Mirat Shemayim. That's not, that's for us. How could I ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu, give me Yerat Shemayim, Hakobi de Shemayim, Chutz, Mirat Shemayim? You're not asking for Yerat, you're asking for Tshuva. Why do you do Tshuva? Because you didn't have Yerat, so now you're asking for the, the energy, the Koach, to be able to do Tshuva because you didn't have the Yerat. Right, but, but Yerat doesn't come from a Kodesh Baruch because you dive into a Kodesh Baruch to give you Yerat. Without the Yerat, you can't do Tshuva. You have Yira, then you're not well, going to do it with Ava, but... So not doing we can do Mayava, but the question still begs to be answered. So it's why, a, why is that a question, though? Well, the, 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 in Makos, we learned that the uh, Kohen Gadol, okay, is punished for not having... Not for, for saying that they shouldn't kill. That but, they shouldn't have killed. No, but not but for not having enough Kavana for B'nai Yisrael to that do they shouldn't have, That they shouldn't have killed. Not necessarily do Tshuva, that, that there should be no one who should have killed Bishogei. That, that's why. That's why he's punished. But again, this, this is a this is a very. Um, it's part of our rebus, man. So again, our rebus is Gemara Shana Chavches discusses there more. It's about mitzvahs, right? I'm not Yotzei Machiv until you're Yotzei Yerchiv. That's more for key mitzvahs. But again, it, it, this is an open-ended question. There's no, there's no A or B. It's just you know, it, it's it's a philosophical question. You know, you, you, obviously there are many, many uh, possibilities here. So how do you but, become Chuzer B'Tshuva? Out of uh, fear? Again, Rafu Shlema, you can ask the Kodesh Baruch for Gezun. You can ask the Kodesh Baruch for Panasa, for Shalom Ba'is. To do Tshuva, even, this is the Marshall's question. I don't understand how we even say Hashivenu in our own Shemonesari, for us. Let alone for someone else to do Tshuva is even one step more removed. We say, it's actually we say in Brachos Dov Chavkas, I said everything's in here, we'll get to it. It's Rabbi Hananya, by the way, I'm not sure if it's Hananya Ben Tradion, Buria's father, who says this, but it's interesting that she's the one who basically undoes this by saying, Davin for the Beryonim, and it's Rabbi Hananya, I'm not sure if it's Hananya Ben Tradion, but Hananya says, So, but the answer is in your question. Which is? Well, 
Well, if your whole point is, though, everything is in Shemayim's hands except for Yira, well, you're asking for a fool, you're asking for Teshuvah, all these things are in Shemayim's hands. There's no, Rafua, no, no, right. No, Teshuvah, with the assumption that Teshuvah stems from Yerushalayim. Rafua doesn't stem from Yerushalayim. Okay, good. So the, so the Teshuvah Meira, okay. So basically, hey, you're right. what he's saying is that Teshuvah has to come from Hashem. Yeah, exactly. Not from us, so we cannot right. we cannot ask whoa, 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 for it. Whoa, whoa, no, no, just the opposite. Just the opposite. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. All right. So I want I want to finish this point. So listen to this. So there are a few answers given. There's a Shaila Sachuvas Mel Sadaka who says it can help already if he has his own hero chuva because the, basically the Marsha says So if you see that someone takes the first step, we nudge him along, we coach him along a little bit. So it could be that theoretically, if someone already is already Mahira Chuva, he already has the thought of beginning it, we push him along. But the Avas Eitan distinguishes between two aspects of Yira, and I want to digress for a second to get a better understanding of this, and then we'll answer the question and we'll wrap up. This is absolutely amazing. We are all familiar. And I say all, we are all familiar. We must have all heard this Gemara at one point or another. Gemara Psachim Davchav Beis. It says as follows Shimon HaAmsoni, Shimon HaAmsoni, Hayadorish as Esem Shabbatora. Anytime it said the word S in the Torah, he learned, he was Dorish the word to include something else. It must come to word S is like a word that's not necessarily necessary. It's not required. It doesn't have to be. The sentence will probably still make sense without the word S. Therefore, Shimon HaAmsoni said every time it says the word S, it must be coming to be marbet, to include something. Until, es l'ashem kechatira. Until he got to the Pasuk, es l'ashem kechatira, you must go ahead and fear Hashem. Who else could es be? Who, es has come to be marba, fear Hashem, and es l'ashem kechatira, according to his theory, es means come to include someone else. You have to fear someone else like you fear God. It wasn't a possibility in his mind, so he went ahead and stopped, and he said, everything that I did was a mistake. So they said, everything he says, it's not a waste of time. So I got schar for it. It's not a problem. It's good. Until Rabbi Akiva came along. It comes to include, not only do you fear Hashem, but the word S in that pasuk comes to include, give fear to Tamidei Chachamim. Says the Marsha. This is the Machlokas. You know what the Machlokas is? Let, let's look in the Rambam. How does the Rambam define Yira Hashem? So if you look in the Rambam in, in, in Mitzvah Saseh, in his Minyan Mitzvah, in the Mitzvah Dalid, he says, We have to go and you have to fear Kodesh Baruch Hu, yada, yada, yada. Aval nira what is considered Yira Hashem? Fear of punishment. We have to fear that a Kodesh Baruch we have the concept of Schar and Onesh, one of the Yud Gimli Kari Emunah from the Rambam, we believe in the concept of Schar for Onesh. We have to fear the Onesh, that we fear if we do something wrong, Kodesh Baruch is going to give retribution, it's going to punish us. That's how the Rambam defines it in, in, in the Minyan Mitzvahs. In Hilchos Yisodei Torah, listen to the Rambam says, Yisodei Torah Beis Beis, says as follows, also says the Rambam, what is the proper way to get to the level where you love and fear Hashem? Bisha, listen, she is bone in Adam. When a person can understand, when we look around us and we see the awesomeness that Hashem, that is Hashem, everything around us, you'll come to fear Him. It's, this is called the Yeras Haromimus. The awesomeness, the grandeur, the glory, everything that Gosh Baruch Hu does is 100% MS, is the best. That is, when you can appreciate that and understand that, that is Yira. Yeras Hashem is having an appreciation for the awesomeness of Hashem. So on the one hand, he says, Yerah 
fear of punishment, and here it says Yiras Aromamos. Two different things, same mandam, same mandamar. It's the Rambam, Bal Memra, right? So the Marsha says it's certainly possible that this is the Machlokas between Shimon Amsoni and Rabbi Kiva. Shimon Amsoni understood as Yiras Hashem, as Yirat Achet, fear of punishment. Can anyone else punishment? Should we fear anyone else's punishment? No, only a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Came along Rabbi Akiva and says, whoa, 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 it's not just Yiras Achet. It's also Yiras Haromos. If you see a walking Sefer Torah in the form of a Gadol Ador, if you see the Sal Shatom Chaim Kanievsky walking, that's not Yiras Haromos? Of course it's Yiras Haromos. He's a walking Sefer Torah. He was a walking Sefer Torah. So the two different aspects to Yiras Hashem. Says the Marsha, that's the Machlokas between the Shimon Amsoni or Rekiva. Shimon Amsoni couldn't fathom that we can go out and have Yira for anyone else because his definition of Yira was Yira Tachet. You have to fear punishment. No one else can go out and meet out punishment. Rabbi Kiva said, no, look at the other Rambam. Okay, the, the, the fear of pun- the Yira Hashem is defined as Yira Saromamus. So for that, you can have Yira Saromamus for Tamid Echachamim. That's why he was explained the word S. Rabbi Kiva Eger says, Oftentimes, where you just don't just look at what the Rambam is saying, look where the Rambam put it. We know the Rambam had 14 different chapters, Yad Chazaka, 14 chapters. You have to look where the Rambam put, put this. It says the Rambam put the, the first part, Yerasachet, in the, in the mitzvahs, in the, in the minyan of mitzvahs, mitzvah number four. That is the core of the mitzvah. What is, if someone asks you, what is Yerasachem? Yerasachet. But in Hilchos, he's so Torah. The fundamentals of Torah is much more than that. That's the basic. The basic is fear Hashem. But when it comes to Yisodei Torah, what's the foundation, the tenet of Yadus? Is you have to be mesmerized. We don't take everything for granted. The sun comes up and the moon comes. Everything we have is, is that's Yeros Aromos. That's part Yisodei Torah. That's fundamental to Yadus. And the Panam Yafos goes one step further. He was the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer. He says, Mashem Shoel Meimach Kim also. What does Hashem ask you but to fear Him? What does it mean, Shoel? Kodesh Baruch asks us? He commands us. We don't have 613 Shailos, Bakashos. We have 613 Mitzvos. Why does the Torah use the Masham Shoel Mimach? He says, because the basic level is Giras Achet. But the Shoel, Kodesh Baruch asks you, give me more, give me more. You don't say the Mitzvah if you just have Giras Achet. But Hashem Shoel, you could do better, you could do better. He's asking us to have the Giras Aromos. Okay? So that's what the Panam Yafa says. a beautiful answer. So now getting back to our question. Getting back to our question. What was our question? How could you go ahead and daven for someone else to do tshuva? So Avis Eitan says there are two different parts of Yira. We just saw the Zira Tachet and the Zira Saromos. And he goes on to say, I won't read it inside because of time, but Yira Sachet, you can get from other people. If I see something, you have a modern day Eov, I could say, whoa, this guy's obviously not, do, not doing something right. So the fear of punishment, you can get from other people. But Yiras HaRomos, that has to come from within. You can't tell someone to be mesmerized by something. So that's how he's mechalic. When we go ahead, when, he, when Bruria was telling her husband, every mayor, to daven for someone, daven that he should open his eyes and see when someone gets in, Rahman Uthan has, has an Isayon, that's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That should spur them out the Shuvah. But the part, you're right, the part that it comes to Yiras HaRomos, I cannot force Ayal to have that. That has to come within. So even, we can theoretically daven for people to do tshuva, and we should focus on that they should have Yerah Sachet, they should understand and appreciate the Yerah Sachet. So these are two different aspects of Yerah Sashem. We should all continue to be uh, Yerah Hashem and do Avodah Sashem every day. Um, just two words of...